This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We seem to be talking a lot about beer this weekend, but it is a long weekend. It is Canada Day, and this is a story that did get a lot of attention as it was making its way through the courts. The so-called Free the Beer case that went all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada. Uh, Bruce Party has written about this. He is the author of a new paper uh, for the Fraser Institute. He's also a professor of law at Queen's University, and he joins us on the line now. Bruce Party, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks, Jill. Uh, tell me a little bit. Uh, you've written about uh, the uh, Free the Beer case, uh, protecting government from free trade, the Free the Beer case at the Supreme Court of Canada. Uh, the main finding, would you say, it, it has to do or, or focuses on the fact that this seems to go against what's in the Constitution? That's exactly right. There's Section 121 of the Constitution Act 1867, and it's pretty clear on its face. It basically says that goods from any province shall be admitted free into any other. It expresses the idea that Canada should be an economic union. Uh, The Supreme Court, however, decided that that meant that the provinces could have whatever restrictions it wanted on trade between the provinces, as long as restricting trade was not the primary purpose of the measures, which which seems to go against what what the section plainly meant. And I think this case originally got a lot of attention because we are talking about beer. And the original story, for people that aren't all that familiar, uh, Mr. Como uh, taking beer uh, into New Brunswick, crossing a provincial border, gets stopped, gets fined. And I think that actually for a lot of people was surprising that you're not allowed to do that. Yes, yeah, we, all, we all think we live in one country. And <laughs> it, it, it turns out that, that economically... It's one country in some respects, but but Gerald Como, as you mentioned, drove from his home in New Brunswick to Quebec, loaded up on beer, drove back, was stopped by the RCMP. The New Brunswick law establishes a monopoly for the New Brunswick Provincial Liquor Corporation, and it has rules about how residents are allowed to get their beer, and they're... they're, they're they allow a little bit, but they establish maximum volumes. And if you go, as Como did, to Quebec and load up and you exceed those those volumes, you can get fined, as he did. And he challenged those fines in court. The Supreme Court of Canada said, nope, sorry, New Brunswick is allowed to do that. So, you know, it's very interesting. At this particular time, when the prime minister and others are being sanctimonious about uh, U.S., um, trade tariffs and so on, and the value of of free trade for everybody, it's a good reminder that we don't have free trade inside our own borders. And if we really meant that we believed in free trade, we would get rid of those those barriers um, pronto. And how much of this do you think has to do with the provincial liquor monopolies? Because it is it is a different scenario in that we have these provincial liquor monopolies. We're not talking about refrigerators or something else where you can take them across the border and it's not that big of a deal. But it seems like the provinces really want to protect that and keep that because they make a lot of money off of it. Yeah, at the top of the list is in terms of problems are the alcohol monopolies, yes, uh, there's also agricultural problems, and it's, it's quite a list, but those two are probably at the top. Uh, on the other hand, as you mentioned, there are lots of products that, that are not subject to restrictions, so it's very hard to figure out what the rules are because they're different for every sector. Um, 
the, the, the provinces have an interest, they think, in protecting their monopolies so as to protect their access to all the funds that they bring in from the sale of those of, the, of, of alcohol through those provincial monopolies. Uh, this is sometimes uh, portrayed as a health and safety rule, but everybody knows that what's really going on is that the province wants to keep the money for themselves from the sale of alcohol. Right, because they, they make a lot of money uh, doing that. Oh, indeed they do. And there's, there's also, uh, uh, in, in many of these uh, trade barriers, there's also a home province uh, protectionism, uh, protection of your, of your alcohol companies, protection of your agricultural activities, uh, all, all kinds of things. Um, so, you know, back, back to, the, to the free trade theme, that's exactly the, the, the kind of rationale that produces international trade barriers. And everybody's saying, oh, well, you can't have that. You shouldn't have protectionism. You shouldn't have monopolies. You have to allow goods through international borders. It's been said that with respect to some products, like wine, for example, it is easier for people in some provinces to get a bottle of wine from France than it is to get one from BC. Exactly, and uh, the prices at the store will often reflect that as well. With the line of of from the court ruling and talking about provincial liquor monopolies and other policies um, shielded from the intent of Section One Twenty One of the Constitution, and the the line being so long as their primary purpose is not to restrict trade, is there room for interpretation in that? Well, they're they're they're. The Supreme Court could have done a number of things that would still have honored the intent of Section 121, which they did not do. They went to an extreme, I think, to undermine the section and essentially protect government and its regulations from the, from the requirement for free trade. What they've done in terms of that primary purpose requirement is give the onus of proving that upon the complainant who says, look, you have trade barriers, I can't bring, I can't bring beer in from Quebec. Uh, here's, a, here's a restriction. And instead of saying to the, to the government, okay, government, you have this rule, you must show that, that its primary purpose is not to restrict trade, go ahead and prove it if you can. They didn't say that. They said to the complainants, well, it's all very well, you've got a trade barrier, but you now must prove that the primary purpose of that barrier was to restrict trade. You can't do that then too bad for you. And you touched on this as well, because it does seem a little bit hypocritical, you're right, in that we're now talking about this trade, our trade fight with the United States and tariffs being placed on things and the importance of free trade, when in the meantime, we have this, we have the Supreme Court of our country upholding this that, that leads to or allows these trade barriers to continue within Canada. That's exactly right. And, and what the Supreme Court has done is, in spite of the clear words of the Constitution, they have taken it upon themselves to say, you know what, government regulation is more important than free trade. And so we are going to interpret this section other than what it actually says, and we're going to maintain the regime that makes it possible for provinces to maintain trade barriers. And that runs right into the face of all the rhetoric you're now hearing from, from Canadian politicians.
Do you see anything changing in that we've now had an election in Ontario where Doug Ford campaigned saying he wants beer and wine in, in uh, corner stores. He wants, uh, it seems he wants to get rid of the monopoly there. Is that what it will take, individual premiers doing this to make any change? Yes, yes it will. There, there have been some attempts to to create what is essentially a provincial free trade deal, <laughs> sort of like NAFTA within the country. That hasn't met with a great deal of success um, because it's too easy for the provinces to say, well, yes, in principle, but we want to protect this or, or, or that. And it, it is it is. Uh, been shown to be very difficult for them to give up their monopolies and their protectionism and so on. So in theory, yes, what it will take is, I think, a public insistence that we have free trade at least inside the borders of this country. But until you get that kind of public pressure, I think the temptations for the provinces is just too great to maintain the barriers that they have. All right. Uh, Bruce Party, we'll leave it there. We're out of time. But thank you so much for joining us today and happy Canada Day to you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app. Tune in Amazon Alexa HD radio at 101.1 FM HD2 and on the AM dial 980 CKNW.